0: Welcome, everybody.
1: This is The
0: Zero Hour. A podcast about life's critical moments.
1: This is your co-host, Mark Fiertz.
0: And I'm Christine Chapman. We're excited.
1: You think? Just a little bit? Just a little bit. It's our first
0: podcast ever. And we didn't really imagine that we would be doing this right away.
1: Until we had like, I don't know, mutual vision and trust and creative... Stuff to uh, explore, right, would you say? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So, uh, wow, we're doing this. All right, so I just wanted to, like, try to bring the audience into what we decided we were going to do when we decided on doing a podcast, right? What what
1: was that? Remind me, please. What were we trying to do?
0: We were trying to capture the magic of narratives, especially when people are in critical moments of their lives, mm. right? Um, and I started I started thinking about how my work impacts this. I am a college counselor, um, an educational consultant. And when I first started talking about doing a podcast, everybody was like, so you're going to write about the, or you're going to talk about the college right. process, sure. right? Yeah. And I said, no, I want to talk about narratives and stories and and celebrate the power of the stories that make us who we are right the ones that we reflect on um, in working with the kids that I work with I often ask them to think about the major motion picture of their lives right and if they could write it at this moment what would that opening scene be clockwork
1: would orange <laughs> would be my opening scene it would be home. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know um yeah so that's uh that's interesting you're Christine you're so descriptive right like you can paint a picture of things that um I can't do quite as well but everyone has this story this time frame this thing in their life lots of them right yes. there could be lots of zero hours lots of turning points like I mostly believe that when you are born, it's written for you, right? You do. Yeah. I mean, there's nature versus nurture, right? But there's also these moments in life, these critical moments that can alter direction, can alter history, as it were. Um, And I've had a few, right? You've had a few. Mm -hmm. and, And the people we talk to have a few or many. And this is what we what we learn for, or learn from. And this is what we are we're trying to do is kind of spread that information. I guess uh, you know help people that they're not alone. I mean, we are by far not uh, you know medical professionals, but we're people who know that everyone has this commonality. What makes yep. us all the same is that we're all different, yep. right? Yep. And, and that we all have stuff that has changed our lives.
0: So, what would your critical moment be? Uh, which one? We
1: were... Jesus.
0: You know, I love I love the Alaskan fisherman story to be honest with you.
1: Oh.
0: And even if you gave us a snapshot of that jumping off point,
1: wow. right? Yeah, you know what's interesting about that? I was uh I was 25, I was living in New York City. I hadn't experienced anything really yet. I hadn't traveled. And I was working this job in an advertising agency that just had no future for me. And for me at the time, it really wasn't this nail-biting jump off. It was this itch, right, that I had to scratch. And I remember somebody, one of my friends, one of my close friends telling me, he goes, Dude, Jews don't do well in Alaska. And yeah, I kind of laugh because I'm hardly Jewish, right? Uh, I'm more spiritual than anything else. But I literally, a month later, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine in New Jersey. And we're looking at a map. He's like, hey, did you know you could drive to Alaska? I was like, shit, no, I didn't. And literally three weeks after that, I, air quotes, resigned Okay. From my job working in this advertising agency that I never wanted to do to, to begin with. We dropped, jumped in his 1997 Chevy Beretta out of Cliffside, New Jersey. Oh
0: my God.
1: And f- took us three weeks, crisscrossed the United States, uh, and drove to Alaska. And,
0: and how long were you there, and what did you do?
1: Oh. Uh, I was there for an entire summer and I got a job being a first mate on a commercial salmon boat. Wow. The F V McRae, I remember it like it was yesterday. Lived a very bohemian lifestyle. Okay. Lived in a tent, lived on a beach, lived with a bunch of squatters.
0: Oh my god.
1: Lived with a bunch of people who were running from something around these communal campfires where everybody's smoking weed and has like bongo drums, like like drum circles. Wow. You know, remember in the eighties on the milk containers, have you seen this person? Yeah, I've seen that person, right? That person was at a bonfire that I was at in Homer, Alaska.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: crazy. But, you know, again, didn't feel like a jump off. It felt like a natural next move. But in hindsight, right, in hindsight being 2020, um, it was definitely a jump off. What did that teach you? What did you
0: come away with?
1: um, I now live my life with... A few models, mottos, but in this particular motto, it's never do I want to say, I should have, I could have, I would have. Okay. Seriously, just do it. And I encourage my kids to do it as well, especially to go to Alaska, but especially to scratch itches that will fulfill them like emotionally, spiritually, financially, who knows. Yeah. But yeah, never live by saying could have, should have, would have.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um. Back to you, Christine, in terms of your critical moment. Like, I know you pretty well. I could name probably two or three. Um, But I want to hear from you. What was that come to Jesus, right? What was that holy cow?
0: Oh, my God. Honestly, I'm kind of stumped because there are so many. And I don't know if I go back to when I was... Almost, well, when I was 16 years old and my dad said, hey, I've been thinking, you know, our family's in a rough spot and I've been thinking of possibly moving by myself to South Korea to do my part to feed my family post big bankruptcy and losing everything um, while my family lived in Montreal and saying, wait a minute. Maybe we should all go, and maybe we should make that decision as a family, and watching my life sort of change. How old are you? When I moved, I moved and landed in South Korea the day I turned 17.
1: Now, you were you were raised or born in Canada, right? Yes. Okay.
0: I was born and raised just outside of Montreal in a little town called Lachine. Do you speak French? I do.
1: Oh. A bit. And yes. you speak Korean.
0: I do speak Korean.
1: Ooh, yes. Interesting. Okay. I'm yes. um, sorry. Go ahead. I interrupt. So yeah, I was
0: born and raised in Montreal, and when I was 17, I ended up landing in Seoul, South Korea, to start a new life with my family, and Jesus. that was probably that was probably a big jump, and I felt like I had some agency over. Making that choice because it became a family decision, Um, and it really did change the scope of my life. Like I do what I do now because I moved to South Korea with my family and had to help, you know, had to help pay the bills. And
1: remind me again, because what you do now professionally at Chapman Education is not a far stretch from your upbringing, right? in education and your mom, Mm -hmm. uh, refresh my memory of what, what your mom was doing, but it was something similar to that. So,
0: so my mom and dad actually were in the, um, luggage and leather goods, import, export, like manufacturing business, believe it or not. Um, and so they ran, uh, company out of Montreal where they would go to Asia, have these designs produced, and they would sell to, like, department stores and boutiques all over Canada. And after the stock market crash in the 80s... I was
1: going to say, which time? Yeah. In the 80s.
0: um, Their business started to fail. And by the time I was, like, 15, their, their business had gone bankrupt and we were, you know, and my mom being the sort of survivor she was, decided that she was going to sort of get up and start a new business with a different partner. And a year later, my dad um, talked about how he needed to sort of do what he needed to do to do his part to support the family and was thinking about moving to South Korea, whereupon we all moved. Yep. And my mom and I started teaching English. Right. And that's sort of, that's sort of how she got involved in, in this business, because at the time in South Korea, there was a lot of corruption around admissions and kids were being, you know, admitted
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: so they were told by agents who would take their money and these kids would manage to find their way to the United States thinking they had a school and there was no school.
1: Well, so they get here and they're like, "No, sorry, folks, park's closed." Moose out. Park's yeah, or we've you. never
0: heard of you or whatever it is, oh right? And and so th- these were like the news articles and stories that were part of my life in South Korea. And my mom, my mom ended up being sort of a trusted tutor, like English instructor, to a bunch of people who wanted to send their kids hmm. away. And having had children go through the private school system. We became sort of a an opportunity, and it was like the Prell commercial. Wait, and I date myself, right? S- s- so they told two friends, you're, and you're, so on. You're in good and company. So <laughs> you're in good
1: company. No worry. So, all right. So the entrepreneurial thread, right, is spun. Right. It's like your mom, your dad, yourself, and from what I know about your kids, maybe you know, maybe they'll they'll do that as well. Um, At what point – oh, so what I wanted to ask was, so you've been working since you're 17? Yeah. And now you're, like, 22, so it's only a couple years, so you're good. Yeah, closer to 50. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but it's been fun, you know, and it's been fun because I get to work with kids, and it means that I can pretend to be a kid for a really long time, Um, but it also, I think, keeps me young because – Every single family that I come into contact with, every single student I come into contact with allows for me to help and allows for me to uncover and, you know, sort of see different sides to the work I do and celebrate each student separately. And that's that's been really cool for me.
1: It doesn't get old. No. And I was told recently that passion is detectable. Right. Uh-huh. And it is detectable by those around you and it's contagious. Right. Uh-huh. In a really good way. And you have passion for helping kids, right? You're a nonprofit, you're, you know, in, in Chapman education. Um it's awesome. So Christine and I met a couple years ago. It sounds like we've been friends since childhood. No. Right. Yeah. Um and it's funny, when we met, there was like this instant, I get you, like I see through whatever, <laughs> whatever you're trying to pull and nothing w- was trying to be pulled, but like I called her out respectively in the first, I think, five minutes of getting to know her, which was, you're like this Asian Valley girl. Right. Yes, um, or
0: or I think what you said was that I was Asian-ish, ish.
1: and you're <laughs> you're still Asian-ish. <laughs> you. I love it when people ask you, "Oh my god, your English is so good,
0: so
1: good!" Like it's my first fucking language. <laughs> yes. I'm Canadian, right? <laughs> I say words like "sorry." Um, I do. I do. So. I, uh, so we had this instant, uh, like this instant bond, right? Where she was just like, holy shit, no one's ever fucking done that to me. Like, no one yeah, that I barely yeah, know has yeah, ever, that's like, true. called me out. And not, I wouldn't say floored you, but you were like, taken aback maybe like okay it's been like two minutes well you know i'm a salesperson that's like what i do well i know but you always
0: do that you you know i called you out on billy jewel and the fact that you're such a billy jewel fan and that that was like uh, a sensitive thing right and you were like i'm from long island yes that's all
1: it i'm from long island that's why everyone who lives in long island that's
0: not true i'm sure that there are people who live on long island who don't like billy jewel
1: not a single one Maybe like Flava Flav or Chuck D. were from like the Long Island area. Um, but no, they still like Billy Joel. They sample him. So um, so fast forward like two years later, and I had moved here from New York, yep. represent NYC, Woo! Strong Island. Give it up. Here we go. <laughs> Holla. Uh, and I'm proud of that, actually. Uh, I'm proud to say I'm a New Yorker. I'm proud to say that I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm proud to say that I'm transparent and you'll always know what I'm thinking and where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm, I don't know any other way. And New Yorkers and Bostonians, is a word, Bostonian, Bostonians. Uh, yes. are similar in that capacity. Yes. So like I moved here at the beginning of the pandemic on leap day, right? Yeah. In 2020.
0: February 29th, 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You uh, said Leap
1: Day. Leap Day. Well, not everyone knows when Leap Day is. Okay. It happens like every four years yes. or so. Um, so I didn't know anyone. It was like heat of the pandemic. I was working remote. I, I was living like a hermit, and I still kind of do, right? Less hermity. Um, and I meet Christine. And Are you
0: going to share how we met?
1: We met on a dating website. <laughs> yes, yes, because we are both uh, divorced. Yes. She was divorced longer than I was. think at the time, I was divorced for just about a year. So we met on an app, right? Yes. yes. Things do happen on apps. <laughs> um, and two years later, we're still hanging out. And she has seen things in me. That I think I have seen but never really got positive affirmations from myself or, like, from people around me. Listen, people around me know that I'm highly extroverted, right? And they know that, like, I'm a good dude. And Christine called me up by calling me a dude bro. And You were pr-
0: such a dude bro. I'm proud of that. Yeah,
1: It's okay.
0: <laughs> I love
1: that. I'm going to wear an ascot on this next session to kind of <laughs> sex it up a little bit. Um And you began to have conversations with me two years ago about, you know, you're a pretty decent, A, human being. Uh, B, love your kids. You live and die for your yes, kids, right? Yes. Um, and did I ever tell you, I know I told you, like, I've had f- two premonitions in yes, my life. Yes, yes. The first one, I was 16 years old, living in where? Strong Island. And that I would have two girls. Yes. And I have two girls today. You do have two girls. And then my next premonition, like 38 years later, was a month ago that I was going to live till I'm 95.
0: And now you were intent on living until you're 95.
1: That's why I run every morning, right? Whether I love it or not.
0: Whether it's raining or snowing.
1: I hate running in the rain, but I'm afraid a tree is going to knock me down. That's, That's like my thing. So... Uh, Christine has brought out this persona in me, this different side. That it doesn't feel weird. That's not the right word. It doesn't feel like a stretch for me to actually be doing this, because this is what I do. This is like how I live my life. This isn't like a uh, you know a fictitious novel or something. And I and th- my like, Christine aren't like all dudes like this. Aren't all dads? like living for their kids and dying for their kids, I'd easily walk in front of a bus save my kid. Yeah, but
0: you know what? Yes, one hopes that that's the case, but no, not necessarily. And quite honestly, when I started thinking about this podcast and we started talking about it, like... It was also one of those things where I realized that for me, like, we wouldn't be called the zero hour today if it weren't for your feedback, right? We would we would have been something much fluffier.
1: Yes. Well, Go so, ahead. all right. So, about me professionally, I'm in sales, right? Yep. I sell software. Yep. I help companies sell more stuff, right? Uh, and I've been doing that for a long time. And, you know, like branding and keeping things succinct. Uh, listen, you, you're you a writer. You love words, right? When I get text messages from you, I have to send you the emoji, which is a ding, like stop. <laughs> and then you send me a middle finger, right? Because... Or
0: I send you the emoji with the no sign across it. Correct.
1: The, the no ding.
0: The no ding.
1: Um, and... I'm
0: not done yet. Exactly. <laughs>
1: And by 8.30 at night, I'm like, I'm going to bed. I I'm like,
0: shutting my brain
1: down. Your brain doesn't shut down.
0: I know, but I'm saying that yours does. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and it should, and mine should too. You're teaching me a lot about that. So at, at the end of the day, I wanted you to be my co-host because you ground me. Because you call me out.
1: You told me a while ago that you're kind of a tough-ass bitch. Like
0: you, <laughs> you, to- didn't, you didn't know that after no, two years? No, I
1: don't see that side of you ever. Oh yes, I have. I heard you yell at your kids and like Um but I don't see that badass bitchy side of you. I never have. So when you you said to me like, well no one talks to me like that. I'm just like, what what am I saying that's different that people shouldn't be
0: They just don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Like so that's okay, so Back to New York. That's a New Yorker in me. Yes, there. yes. That's, you call it as you see it.
0: Well, and, and the transparency and the honesty is is really, like, both of those factors were huge factors for me. Like, I wanted, if I were going to have a co-host, I wanted to have a co-host who was going to be able to call me out on stuff to sort of balance out my, like...
1: Lover of the English dictionary and, like, over-verbose. Yes, and, uh, my
0: verbosity.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, so... This is, you know, I I talked somewhat earlier today about shoulda, coulda, woulda, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is one of those, I don't want to say shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, this is something that I now am starting to believe in more. But there's a thing that not, I'm like, really? Not all dads are like me? Like, not all dads would move from... New, no. New York City to no. Milbury, Mass. Right uh, at the drop of a hat, and just completely uproot themselves. All my homeboys, all my all my friends are back in New York. I yes. don't see anybody, right? You know, but I have my time with my kids. And now my kids are like kind of growing up, and I am not cool, and they don't want to hang you out.
0: You are cool, and I
1: got like this big place. I don't think they've been there for more than like an hour all week, right? <laughs> but whatevs. Thank you all for being with us today
0: as we tried to introduce our vision, and we are looking forward to...
1: You're so polite. Like, is that a part of just who you are?
0: I, I don't know. It's Canadian. It's Asian. I'm an Asian female.
1: Asian even Valley Even though
0: Girl. I got a, like, American last name.
1: Yes. Well... It's
0: a married American.
1: Kind of, sort of. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, what she said, um, <laughs> and... You know, it's uh, not all not all zero hours are great, right? Yeah. They're not all, you know, bunnies and strawberries and right. rainbows, right? Like some of them are tough, but you grow through it and you learn through it, and sometimes you don't even know you're going through a zero hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what this is about. This is about like sharing, hearing, helping right? Others okay. and, our, and ourselves as we as we grow as humans, right? And as
0: we learn from other people's stories, right? Yeah,
1: and I, I can't wait, you know, so the, like, all walks of life, like, there's some celebs maybe on the docket, there's a bunch of wicked smart kids, right? There's a bunch of people that I know from, you know, 25 years of selling, that everyone's got a story, and everybody, everybody kind of wants to tell their story, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um
0: so we're looking forward to sharing. interviewing friends and colleagues and people we've met along the way who have inspired us to be our best selves through their stories because it's the narratives that are ours that
1: she's so well spoken.
0: Basically empower us as we move through life, right? Hey, so thanks for joining us for the zero hour. I'm Christine Chapman.
1: And this is your co-host Mark Fiertz, have a great week. Until next time. Until next time.